Music from D.C. and Baltimore You'll find it all here on Corridor Waltzes or cut time or straight for four You'll find it all here on Corridor Welcome back to Corridorcast. This is Kelsey. As I'm recording this, it's a lovely fall day. I hope you're enjoying it. This week's guest is Solitary Set. They come by to talk about their album, Low and Outside. It's a really good listen. It's kind of a mix of indie and early emo stuff. I'm going to play the track Falling Out off of there before we listen to the conversation. If you like what you hear, they have a show coming up at the wind-up space on November 18th. They're going to be playing as part of MT6 Fest, which uh, is always pretty wild. So just to kind of set the stage, we talk about how the guys got into music, uh, how being in a band changes as you get older, and also Jason tells a pretty funny story about convincing his classmates he's in the Beach Boys. <laughs> so uh, keep your ears tuned for that one. So the Cinelebrata hiatus is going to continue for a little bit longer. Uh, we're waiting to get our final mixes back from Frank. I've been listening to the rough mixes. They sound pretty good, but I'm looking forward to the finished product. So so that's something I'll keep you updated on. I was checking in on the amount of uh, estimated subscribers QuarterCast has, and it's it's growing inch by inch. So thank you guys if you're helping to get the word out. Um, this is a, uh, a one-woman show. If you have friends that like local music that might be interested, if you mentioned the show to them, that would be very much appreciated. I don't see this really getting to a place where it's anything other than a word-of-mouth kind of situation. Thanks to you all who have subscribed. If you're listening to this for the first time, you can find it on iTunes or Google Play. Just type in CorridorCast and it should pop up. The Twitter handle is just CorridorCast and the same for Facebook. So keep in touch that way. As always, send your band recommendations. The only requirement is that they be from the Baltimore, D.C. area. I'm interested in all genres. And I've been interviewing a lot of people about my age, which sort of means that the musicians have a a certain perspective on music. I'd really be interested in talking to some younger bands. So if anyone knows some some upcoming kids out there, some young whippersnappers that might want to talk about their projects, I'd appreciate that. Uh, The email is corridorcast at gmail.com. Coming down the pike, I have interviews with Society Fringe players and the goons coming out for you. The Goons are a band out of D.C. with a long history. They go back to 95. They broke up, but they did a reunion thing. So I talked to Serge. So that'll be coming out. uh, Probably that's the next one. So without any further ado, here is Solitary Set Falling Out.
thanks so much for coming out. Solitary Sets here. Uh, to get started, can you guys just like introduce yourselves and say what you play, and then everyone can recognize your voice? Sure, I'm Evan, I play drums. I'm Matt, I'm on guitar. I'm Jason, I'm the other guitar, and the voice vocals. <laughs> and oh, and uh, Martin is our bass player who cannot make it today. Yeah, we yes. miss you, Martin. Sorry, yeah. it would have been Martin. nice to meet you. But <laughs> yeah, man. So you guys have a new record out. Let's just start with that. Um, what's it called again, and where can people find it? Uh, it's called Low and Outside. Uh, it's just it's just on Bandcamp right now, right? Yeah, I put it up on SoundCloud as well, too, but I mean, I've been pushing the Bandcamp more just because I feel like it's a little more professional. Like, right. Little and you more. can download it there Exactly, as well. right. I don't yeah, think you, you can to. do that on SoundCloud. Yeah, I don't think so. I think yeah, you can just, just like, stream it on there, yeah. Yeah. But um, we're, we're looking to, um, I mean, we're still going to make like CDs and like um, looking to make like records and everything, too. So in the near future, we're just trying to get everything in place. We're trying to take our time with the artwork to make sure it's perfectly exactly what we want. So it's not just like thrown together and like, here you go. Because it took a while to do the record, too. Sure. Um, actually, we technically started recording it last summer. Oh, did you? Wow, that did Yeah, well. yeah. Because we, we, we um, originally we were going to do an EP and we recorded it. And um, the guy that recorded it um, kept trying to do mixes of it and whatnot. It was just, we never got it exactly to where we wanted it to be. And there were songs from the beginning of the band where, like, we weren't necessarily even playing them anymore. So, like, we started recording with someone else and we kind of just gave up on it altogether. And um, then when we recorded the Low and Outside, we decided to take a couple of the songs, actually, from the previous recording and put them on because uh, the guy that recorded it uh, somehow magically was able to really match it up really well with everything else and it flows seamlessly. And so wait, you you re-recorded the tracks or did you use some? No, we just tracks? used the same the same tracks basically. I I redid a couple things. I redid the vocals on one. Okay. Um, redid the bass on a couple of them. Um, but uh, yeah, he just somehow made it all sound the same. I don't know how he did it, but <laughs> sounds it sounds magic. awesome. It sounds really good. So we're pretty pumped about it. So. Yeah. Yeah, I like the sound on it. You guys have a very uh, cohesive sound. It's kind of like, how would you describe yourselves? To me, I hear like some maybe indie emo things, but maybe that's not what you call yeah. yourselves. Yeah, yeah, we get that a lot. Um, and that's probably a fair description. Everybody brings something different to the table, like probably most bands do. Um, but that 90s um, indie rock sort of thing is really our, our prime influence, if you will. So... Mm -hmm. I think it's funny because we you're going to hear weird things from people all the time about, yeah, you remind me of this, you remind me of that. So some of them are pretty on point, like like what you said there. Yeah. The, the Once someone said we sounded like Incubus, and we were kind of oh, like scratching I don't know about that. Yeah, and then you get, <laughs> no, not Incubus, but the things like that. And you're like, okay, well, thank you. you I mean, know, they're, they're talented. They're you guys good need at what to add, they do. add more uh, record scratches. We'll get some Yajembe yeah, right. in there. Yeah. Pardon me. I've been trying to get Jason to sing without his shirt on for oh, yeah. you know, the whole time to bring in that <laughs> audience. Yeah, someday, man. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's it's definitely, I think that's, so far, anybody that's heard it, that's pretty much the um, the most yeah. common thing that they've said. And and that's a compliment to us. I mean, it that's is. Definitely, and also, yeah. I feel like a lot of times people will say, like, they see our influences, but they also see that, like, we don't, we're not, we're not trying to sound exactly like them, I guess. Yeah. Like, it's just... We kind of have our own thing going where you can like kind of be like, oh, this kind of reminds me of this, but it's not like this is definitely just like this, you yeah. know. Well, what are some of your influences? Where are you guys coming from musically? Uh, all over the place, man. I think I don't know, <laughs> collectively, I think we we can all agree on like uh, like Super Chunk, yeah, sure. um, yeah, Mineral, Sunny Day Real Estate, yeah. Um, but I mean, Matt, you listen to a lot of heavy stuff. Yeah, too. Matt, Matt's into like metal and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, Matt and I are both into like old school like hip hop and stuff like that too. Mm -hmm. Um, my favorite artist of all time is Neil Young. Okay. So, I mean, come from all over the place pretty yeah. much. I think collectively, yeah, the 90s is probably the biggest thing. Yeah. Do you find ways to work in metal influences in what you do? Or? Not that they've discovered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, when we're messing around at practice or something, we might throw a couple of chug chugs in. Just in <laughs> Hardcore there, breakdowns. Yeah. Um, we played some Black Sabbath last night, actually. Oh, fun. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of accidental. And it's one of my crazy drunk neighbors, actually, so we might not do that again. <laughs> it was like calling Beetlejuice three times, except it was Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath, and this weird drunk dude showed up in the basement, which was really Somehow my wife let him in too like at first oh. I was like how did you get in here and then my <laughs> wife finally came down and I asked her and she's like I heard like really light knocking on the door 
And I, I didn't know what was going on. I opened it up, and he just kind of invited himself in. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, All right. Hopefully didn't I guess this is happening right now. <laughs> no, he, he was cool. <laughs> yeah, he was good. He was, <laughs> he was harmless. He was harmless. Yeah. It was just hilarious <laughs> that it happened. <laughs> the influence question is interesting because there's stuff that we all listen to, but it doesn't necessarily, like, influence what we do. And then there are the the more subtle influences. Um, but I don't – no, I don't think I we really incorporate some of that stuff in that we're not going to – Get like hip hop beats or yeah. uh, you know Sabbathy riffs or anything in there, but it's um, you know you just take pieces of this and that, and you're like, okay, I like what this particular artist does. How can we take this and match it up with something here? Yeah, compared to our own talents and styles, and then you kind of get what we've got. Yeah, and I feel like lots of times too. Well, like I mean, at least Matt and I just joking around. We can not like compare ourselves to like we're like on the same level at all, but like kind of like. Guitar interplay between like there's some more and Lee Ronaldo from like Sonic mm-hmm. Youth, you know, kind of like we're both not lead, we're both not rhythm. We just like if one of us is playing a lead part, one of us will do something else. If someone's playing the rhythm, we'll do the other thing. We just kind of feed off each other all the time like that, and it just kind of works out. So that's something I thought was cool about the record: the way the patterns kind of interlocked, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. which I think is exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly right. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and that's what we were trying to go for too when we were recording. He has to take uh, notes about how we would want everything to be. And we definitely said, like, because lots of times I feel like when I do recordings, um, whoever's playing, like, the more, like, lead-ish guitar is always the one that's up higher. And um, we really wanted it just to be all together, just, like, almost like one big guitar track, not, like, one thing at the forefront and something else, like, kind of in the background or something, just to really keep everything together. Because you can't really hear, like, which is which sometimes. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's what we're going for. Exactly. Yeah, we just wanted it to be, like... You can't really tell who was playing what, basically, you know. And sometimes they'll also mixing, they'll put one guitarist in one channel and one in the other. So, mm-hmm. you know, you'll get, for example, like Lee Ronaldo in your left ear all the time and Thurston in the right, and you can tell, well, mm-hmm. oh, that's a Thurston lead or that. And I don't think that's really so much the case on our thing. Again, we just wanted it all one thing. And maybe over time, people would be able to tell, like, style-wise. You know, Jason plays more notes or more melodies like this, and Matt does this or whatever, and that's how you'll kind of discern it. But overall, I think you hopefully would be able to listen to it. Just be like, I don't know what's going on, but it sounds really good. <laughs> Everything kind of working Scared together. Into it. Yeah. And just, yeah. you know, like um, a permanent receipt on the record, like that whole end part where we have like the dueling solo part thing. Um, that's kind of like the prime example of that sort of Sonic Youth television guitar interplay that we, we like to do and bounce back and forth off each other. Yeah. So that was a musical goal for the album. Did you have any, like, uh, I guess, lyrical things you were trying to do or, or any kind of, like, statement you were trying to make? Hmm. Not necessarily, really, I guess. Um, hmm. Yeah, I guess not really. I mean, it's not really, like, a theme really going or anything. I feel like there might be a few words or phrases I might use in a couple of different songs, sometimes by accident. Sure. And then I'll be going through everything again. I'm like, oh, I said that. In another song. So. <laughs> but, it, but it works, though, you know? It's just like... Um, yeah, I mean, I guess like a lot of the songs... I mean, to tell you the truth, um, with songwriting, I feel like um, I had a, uh, a daughter a couple of years... Like, she's going to be two next month. Oh, wow. and, congratulations. Um, that's, a, that's a wild age. It is, it is. <laughs> but um, once, once she was born, probably the first, like, almost year, I was just... I couldn't focus on anything I couldn't write anything I had like the biggest mental block on like writing anything really and um I don't really know what happened but um all of a sudden we uh basically started this band up and I somehow just got in the zone and things just started kind of flowing out of me like lyrics and music and everything and it was I feel like because I because at first like when when that happened because I mean like I'm happily married I have a daughter like what is it to write about? You know, so like, basically, basically I'm what not I re- in pain. Yeah, so basically, what I resorted to, honestly, was being like, "What can I write about?" And I was like, "You know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna make up stories. You know, like things that didn't necessarily happen to me, but like I'm gonna put myself in other people's shoes and like kind of write from like someone else's perspective or something like that, like some life experience that they had. Or um, and it's really helped me to just be more creative and just like have stuff flow out of me more. So I feel like at this point in my life with songwriting, I feel probably the most comfortable and the most confident, honestly. I just, this makes it a lot easier to, um, just not feel like I have to draw some from like something that happened to me, you know, it's just, 
Well, you mentioned Neil Young. Like, that's definitely a storyteller. So, yeah, exactly right. You know, mm-hmm. used to be more confessional. Yeah, I just, it would just be, because um, lots, like I said, lots of times um, when, like, things, I would experience things, like, I wouldn't be able to find the words for it right away, you know, and then um, years down the line, I would be able to finally, like, actually just put into writing the experience or, like, what I felt. So a lot of the stuff I would write was not necessarily what was going on me at that time, but a lot of stuff that had happened that I was finally able to, like, make some sense of and, like, actually put, like, words to and stuff like that. I mean, I still do that sometimes, too. Um, like, not all the songs on the record are, like, made up. Like, some of them are, like, real, too. I'll leave that up for you guys to figure out which ones are real and which ones are uh, fables. Yeah. It's also kind of a challenge as a songwriter to, um, like you said, when you are coming from a place where there's no pain or, or trauma or whatever like that, and you do, you know, kind of have that um, sense of security or everything's going well, you're happily married, uh, you have a kid or whatever like that, you really have to change your songwriting process out of that. I was once a confessional sort of thing, but now that things are kind of okay, how do I write a good song that's still engaging yeah. and captivating? Now and that's when you get into the, the story writing <laughs> sort of aspect of it. So you, you uh, through your experiences of people you've met or stories and things you've read or whatever, you try and put yourself into those positions and gain perspective and write a story and a song based out of that. Um, so it's really kind of a shift in this whole songwriting procedure, especially I think for somebody like Jason who had been writing for, for ages and in various bands over the years, um, kind of almost one writing in one style and then boom, something changes and you, you really have to change that perspective. So it's, it's a challenge, I think. Um, yeah, it is. We're fighting. Through it, so. <laughs> I mean, we still, even still now, I mean, now we have the record out. I mean, we probably already have enough new material we're working on to, start working on another one. I mean, we're not oh, going also. to because... Oh, you're not going to. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> not quite yet. <laughs> we still have to finish paying for the home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely we still have a to cheap like, process. Especially, like, uh, you said you're going to try to get some vinyl, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we might try like one of those Kickstarter things or something. Or, I mean, I'm sure we have like family members that'll pitch in. I know my mother already said she would chip in some money. Well, <laughs> well it's good that, that she's supportive. For, for yeah, sure. definitely. She's always yeah. supported what I do. Which is really helpful because I feel like lots of times parents will like talk it down or any stuff, you know, just like, oh, you should go to school, you should do this, you should do that. But I mean, through thick and thin, she's always been, had my back, you know. That's good, that's good. <laughs> Even when I was uh, in my late teens and early 20s in like hardcore and like screamo bands coming home with like microphone marks all over my face. <laughs> and, like bashing the microphone into my face, being really drunk. She still supported me then, so. <laughs> So, um, h- how did you guys get together? It's so <laughs> boring and unsexy. Um, yeah, I, uh, I met Jason. We were in another band previously. I have actually met him. Jim's was a Craigslist ad. That's probably the only safe place to meet a person. <laughs> for a band. Uh, for a band. Okay. Was, yeah, anything else. Just no the, way. Casual encounters. For anyone yeah, listening, no. was, for a band. Yes. <laughs> It was actually through the casual encounter. No, no. Um, <laughs> and so we were another band, and that you know that Art band had a real good run, and uh, we you know got to the point where just we were kind of like stale, and yeah, other just, stuff came up. Yeah, we just yeah we're just looking to creative differences. I yeah. Guess you, mm. Matt met Jason. Yeah, actually, yeah. Once that band broke up, uh, Matt actually came to one of our last shows, and I was like, hey, if you want to see what we might sound like, come to the show. And he came to the show all undercover. Like I, I, I <laughs> yeah. pretended like I didn't know him. You want a trench coat? <laughs> Which made me stand out even more wearing the trench coat. Uh, but that was a Craigslist thing, too. It I, was a Craigslist thing, yeah. Um, I was kind of wanting to get back to playing guitar. I played drums in a slowcore band for a couple of years around here. I stopped doing that, didn't play any music for a while. I was like, you know, I think it's time to get back and, and playing guitar because I had more fun with it. And there was, it, yeah, it was just Craigslist. And uh, he said, well, actually, our band's about to break up. This is one of our last shows if you want to come out see what we're like. And I listened to the stuff that they had done and I liked it. I thought, yeah, I want to be a part of this and went to that show and they were great. And then we started playing ooh, a couple of weeks later, if that, because yeah, I, I want to so. say it was like yeah, January. January. Yeah. And then we started playing together in February. Um, and then, yeah. And that was two it was a couple, and a half years ago, yeah. I think. No, yeah. yeah. Wait, no, it was closer to three. 
Yikes. It was almost three years ago. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, it's not the yeah. um, the cool story of like, oh yeah, we met at a show, and yeah, right. that sort of thing. We also we met all... our bass player on Craigslist as well. So yeah, and I think that that's kind of how things work <laughs> anymore. Well, it's, it's definitely yeah. a good way to yeah. to reach out to people without having to like yeah. go through the whole random thing because you mm-hmm. can say this is what we're looking for. You know, yeah, it's, exactly it's like right. the old ads used to be in music magazines and stuff. Yep. So. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, and it's always like hit or miss too. I mean, we. Before we found him, there was a few people that came over. Like a couple of them were good, but it just didn't really fit necessarily. Yeah. It was just like they were on a different plane, or just I don't know. Like one guy was like all into like crazy bass soloing, and it was just not fit. We were doing at all. He was really good, but he was like too good. <laughs> <laughs> like he should be in a Rush cover band or something. <laughs> and have you guys had a long history of playing in Baltimore bands before this? Or um, I know these guys do. I'm originally yeah. from New York, actually. I oh, okay. here about six years ago. So. Oh, okay. So you're, I mean, six years is a long time. Yeah, relatively. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I actually, the band I started up with, Evan, um, I started up pretty soon after I moved here. I mean, yeah. when was that? Like 2000. That was the end of 2012, yeah, I think. 2012, yeah. 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 2012, okay. Yeah. So, so uh, we've been playing for a while together, too. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, t- tell me about how you got into music and, and how it all started for you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the first instrument I ever played was the clarinet, and it was terrible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Too much work to put it together, and for me personally, I so you um, decided to go with drums. Well, so, <laughs> so me, I don't, my, I don't, I don't understand. I'm, my brain doesn't process notes, so I just don't understand, like you know, the scales and notes and all that stuff. So the next instrument was guitar. Sucked at that. That lasted six months, and then drums had never really crossed my mind. And I would always, I'd hear a song, and I'd start, you know, beating on the table, and I play air drums and. People were like, dude, just buy a drum set. And I was like, that's a great idea. So that was like senior year of high school and God, that was forever ago and I've been playing ever since. So. You can just hit stuff. You don't worry about notes. Yeah. But, you know. and, I've been, and I've gotten, you know, I got into music when I was 12. I, I discovered grunge, you know, Nirvana, Pearl Jam, all that stuff. So yeah. music is, is definitely, it's in my family. So it's in the blood literally. So. Oh, really? Okay. So yeah. so uh, tell me a little more about that. Like who in your family My was? My grandfather uh, was a violinist and played for the Baltimore Symphony Orchestra. Oh, um, wow. That's legit. And, uh, I didn't even know it's that. A, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and my mom's side of the family, everybody played piano. So, that stuff wasn't passed on, but the musical stuff was at least. So, um, but yeah. yeah. And how That's about you? When did it all start for you? 12 or 13, I think. I got a guitar for Christmas for some reason. I think I was playing in school. And Had I, you even asked for one, or was it just like. No, no, yeah. Like, here's, here you go. <laughs> what do I do with this? Kids these days love them. You better um, keep it. <laughs> actually, I back it up a little bit, and this is kind of embarrassing that I started out on bass. Um, because at the time, and this is where it gets embarrassing, I was listening to like a lot of Primus, and I'm like, bass sounds cool. Yeah. And even knowing I'm not, would never ever sound or know how to play like that. Yeah. Um, but then also listening to, at the same time, to stuff like REM and hearing those intricate bass lines that he was doing with the melodies and Peter Buck's guitar stuff. And I thought, bass sounds kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. I can get on board with that. Um, so that was my first instrument. And then like at Christmas, I got a guitar because we picked it up in school. Um, and it, it kind of went from there. Um, and really, I think there's only about two people in my family that were musical at any point. If you consider what I do a musical, um, but apparently my great uncle, I think was a band leader in the, uh, in the thirties and forties. Um, and that's how we think it kind of passed down to me. So I have all these great photos of him. Um, as a band, like he had his own band, so they had their own band stands with the initials on the front. Like a, like a big band thing. Full on band, yeah, big band thing, like horns <laughs> and all that stuff. And I I don't remember what he played, unfortunately. Certainly not guitar, but it was more like a horn or something. So we think that that's how it kind of <clears throat> skipped a few generations and then <laughs> fell onto me. Um, and that's kind of how I got started. And just living in the suburbs, you not having much to do and... Carroll County at the time, you just gravitate Calvin. towards music <laughs> and uh, you just start playing in bands and with your friends and you read magazines at the time and you save up your allowance and every two weeks I would buy a new cassette because that's how much money I had saved mm-hmm. up and just listen to it and then it was on to the next thing. Cassettes. And that's that. that's kind of how that whole thing started for me. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And uh, how about you then? I'll just keep going. Around. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Um, Cause you're all over the place. Yeah, yeah. My um, 
So my mother was, uh, still is a uh, really good singer. She has a really, really good, really classic, like kind of like country kind of voice, you know? Um, so I guess I got some musical stuff from her. I remember she left a, um, acoustic guitar behind when I was a kid that I had that I ended up smashing because oh, wow. I saw MTV videos oh, <laughs> and I told my mama fell off the bed. Oh man. Um, was it like a, pretty, it was a like nice a, it, no, it was like a, it was like a cheap Yamaha oh. or something. I don't remember. Not that that um, excuses it. No. <laughs> and, um, my dad, uh, actually is um dominican believe it or not and um he was a percussionist like a latin kind of percussionist playing like marimbas and stuff man i love that stuff yeah so um i guess that's kind of a musical background i was always into music from a young age um my mom gave me my first cassette when i was four or five you remember what it was it was bruce springsteen's born in the usa because i listened to it more than she did so she just gave it to me (laughs) (laughs) it's a good way to get started yeah yeah so that was my first cassette and then um and i remember she also left behind um a bunch of records and stuff too so like i had like beatles a hard day's night and like bob dylan's greatest hits and like stuff like that and um i remember being really really actually my first claim to fame um, when I was in elementary school, first, <laughs> my only kind of was when I was in elementary school. I used to, I had like one of those like tape recorder things, you know, and I used to bring it to school with me. And um, I was obsessed with the Beach Boys, and I had like a couple of their the greatest hits albums. Mm-hmm. And I'd bring them to school in a recess. I would play them and I would sing along to them. Nice. And I, I swear to you, I convinced all my classmates that I was in the Beach Boys. And when we performed live, they, I wore stilts. <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> and they believe me too they believe me oh my god so that's my claim to fame right there but um yeah. anyways so I mean I was always really into music I mean I would always play like guitar on a broom or like I would set up some boxes and just bang on them with sticks and stuff you know this is from probably when I was like four to like about eight twenty-eight, and then yeah, right. <laughs> and then um my mother finally Decided to buy me a uh, snare drum. So I banged the crap out of that for a long time. Actually, you know what? I'm sorry. I skipped over. I took piano lessons. That was the first mm, thing okay. I really started doing. Um, but um, even to this day, honestly, I'm, I'm a perfectionist. The first recital that I had to do for piano, I went. we went in there into the room. And all these kids went before me because I figured I would go first because I was just playing this like really simple piece, you know, because I didn't really know what that I was like five. And all these kids go before me and they're playing like this crazy Mozart stuff and everything. And I'm just like being all flashy and stuff. And then finally it's my turn. And I was so discouraged that I went up there. I put my music up. I looked at it. I looked at the crowd. I looked back. I picked it up and I walked off the stage. Oh, God. (laughs) Pretty off on guard. So that was more, that was less, it sounds like that was less stage fright than it was just yeah, feeling like you weren't Exactly, yeah, oh, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, I just, I, I, I felt like I just wasn't good enough. And that's the way I, like, it affects me now too. Like if, if I'm writing something and it, I don't feel it's good enough, like I just, it's not good enough, I just grab it. So like I try to not ever have like any kind of filler or anything, you know. Um, that's just like the perfectionist in me. But um, Which is saying something, if you were one of the Beach Boys. I know, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> you're... Um, yeah, but you have a uh, soul partner, Brian yeah, right? Wilson, then. Yeah. Um, so let me see. Where were we? Okay, so got a snare drum when I was seven. I think it was. I think I was seven. And I would bang on that all the time. And then um, I decided to play the trumpet in school. So I played the trumpet for a while. I was like in a jazz band. And I gave that up around middle school because I just, this wasn't what I wanted to do. I really wanted to, I really wanted, I really wanted to play the electric guitar. And what does my mom do? The electric guitar is too loud. Oh, you want a drum set? I'll go buy you a drum set. <laughs> oh, where's the reason behind that? Yeah, right. Well, she didn't realize she was a high school teacher, and like at the time, <laughs> like her kids were into like Metallica and Nirvana because those were like the big loud bands then. And um, she figured if you plug an electric guitar, it was just loud, <laughs> which is not the case at all. But that's the way she thought. Um, so I bought I got a drum set when I was fourteen for Christmas. It came really natural to me. I mean, as soon as I was, I think the first thing I played on it was Strawberry Fields Forever. Well, when you played it, was she like, oh my God, this is actually way louder? <laughs> probably. Probably. I've made a huge yeah. mistake. Uh, um, and then finally, for my 17th birthday, she finally got me my first electric guitar. It was a Epiphone Les Paul. 
Nice. With a nice. cheap solid state Marshall amp. Oh, that's a, and, that's a good deal, though. Yeah, yeah. And that's when I started to play guitar, you know, but I was always, like, better at the drums and, like, I, I could play the guitar and everything. So, like, for a while, I just played the drums, but kept trying to get better at guitar. And um, eventually, it got to the point where I was better at guitar and I was kind of sick of playing the drums. I don't want to play the drums anymore. I wanted to. So, I started a band and it was actually, it was a hardcore band. I was into, like, it was, like, 2000. I was, like, really into, like, all that, like, Screamo and like metalcore stuff at yeah. that time and everything. There was a lot of that going on. Yeah, yeah. So um, that was into that. And then I started that band and we were, we sucked. People this, people loved us, but we sucked. Was this in New York? Yeah, it was in New York. Okay. Yeah. We, we just had a, we were just rowdy. We were really drunk and rowdy. We just like, we got three venues closed down because we were like so rowdy. We like destroyed things. Jesus. And we just were <laughs> awful. We were so bad. Um, anyways, that happened. And then I went back to playing drums for a while. And then um, I started playing guitar more and then I started like the whole songwriting thing for me really started from just playing like quiet acoustic stuff you know I would just like write stuff on acoustic guitar and play it and do a whole singer songwriter thing and always wanted to start like a bigger louder band and I finally made the decision to like hey I'm gonna try this Mm -hmm. so um I'm gonna try the songwriting thing with like a louder band and I think it was around 2007 so about 10 years ago when I just like really made a switch over where like I'm really going to dedicate all my time and energy into like becoming a good songwriter like a good enough songwriter and a good enough guitar player and I wasn't that great at first I mean I wasn't that great of a guitarist I was okay a songwriter but I mean was there, come a long way <laughs> was there something that prompted that switch can you or was um, it just like Tom from the drums to the guitar you mean no I mean when you decided to like really throw yourself into songwriting and- um I, I just thought I could do it, you know, because like I, I just always in my like throughout my whole life, even when I was a kid, I always would come up with songs in my head. I would always have the bass part, the guitar part, the drum part, the vocal part, everything. Since I was like in elementary school, even you know, I would just like come up with things in my head. I would walk around the house like singing songs I made up. I don't know. I just I just finally wanted to. I, I just what I was having in my head, and it was like oh, it's so much work to try to figure out how to do it. And then I just really got to the point where I figured I thought I could you know because it took me a while to like get the courage to just be like I can do this you get know that confidence, yeah. so um that's probably what it was and it's just like I was around surrounded by people too that were good and I wanted to like be as good as them or and like my goal was to be better mm-hmm. eventually and uh, so you were in a band in New York have you guys always been around the Baltimore area or have you played in other cities I've always been in Baltimore, yeah. Okay. What was it like playing in New York versus playing here? Like, are there differences you notice? Um, what are those? Yeah, it is definitely it's a different feel, I guess. I feel like um, I, it's really hard to explain. It's, it definitely is a different vibe. I just, I'm trying to, it's just been so long since mm-hmm. I've played in New York. It's just like, I feel like people are a lot louder and rowdier in New York, I guess, as opposed to here. I feel like people are a lot more like subdued and calm here, if that makes sense. Sure, the crowds are here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot more like crowd involvement, I guess, up in New York, mm-hmm. from what I've experienced at least. And it's just, I mean, it was a lot easier for me to get people to come out to shows up there just because I was younger, they were younger. I yeah. knew I knew people because I grew up there. So like, if this person couldn't make it, this person could make it, you know, and stuff like that. So Yeah, that's always a challenge is yeah. getting people out. Yeah. yeah, it really is, especially these days. I feel like once you get like older, it's just hard to convince people to come out mm-hmm. anymore. You know, it's just... As soon as you put your pajamas on, you're not leaving the house. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, at least for me, that's the way. I, I think it's kind of difficult too because you're you're aging to compare from ten years ago yeah. to now. Um, so how much of it is really a geographic sort of thing mm-hmm. compared to just you're older now, and it is more difficult to go out to even bigger show, even a band, a national touring band that you're a big fan of. You know, it just gets more difficult to go out to see that band, let alone um, there's probably very less people than there used to be that just go out to shows every night for local bands because it was something to do. Um, between, like, getting older, the competition of everything else vying for your attention, you know, between every, the internet and everything like that. And, again, I think that there are some differences geographically from Baltimore to New York to wherever else. So it's a, it's a whole mix of things that make it a really kind of difficult and challenging thing now mm-hmm. when you're older. 
Um, even though you're getting better at your craft, you had mm-hmm. been in previous bands, you're in a band now and you're, you're really hitting your stride. Um, it's kind of difficult to, to convince people you're worth coming out to see on a Tuesday <laughs> night or yeah. something. Yeah. Um, 11 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. So, and right. we, we totally get it and we're to blame as well for not going out all the time yeah. to see mm-hmm. bands, local bands that we really like. And I'm sure everybody's in the same yeah. boat. So it's, it's a challenge and it's difficult, but you just do it hoping to, to make that little bit of change or something. You bring up a good point. I think a lot of it has to do with mm-hmm. age though. Cause I, yeah. I really only go to the shows that I'm playing in. Like it's, yeah. it's, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to get out there apart from just growing, getting older as a person. Are there things you've noticed about the Baltimore scene over the years that have changed that, um, you can point to like playing a band 10 years ago versus now. I, I, I felt like there was definitely more of a, a, a scene for a lack of a better word, mm-hmm. a scene, a community where, you know, I was I was playing almost every single weekend, and we would trade shows. And you know, there, you don't you know, there's no church shows anymore. There's no VFW hall shows anymore. Yeah. I just feel like that doesn't happen. You know, I mean, there's there's still a community now. I mean, we're friends with some really good bands out there, but it's just not as big as it was ten years ago. And mm-hmm. I don't, I honestly don't know what to contribute to besides again the age, because you know, yeah. most of those guys now are all in our you know mid late thirties. So yeah. And some of it is, in a sense, maybe an oversaturation of places to play. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe 10 years ago, there were two or three places to play if you were just a local band. And now, for better and worse, it's a double-edged sword. There are a lot of venues out there that you can play at, but it's also because there are more bands out there. So you're competing, mm-hmm. and chances are that most of those bands that you're competing with now are not going to be here in, like, two weeks, or they're going to change and two of the, some of the members are going to split off and form other bands, and you're, it's just multiplying, and it's you're competing against them. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, it's great that there's more venues and there's more opportunity to play, but then it's more work and more of a challenge to get to stand out of, among all of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there are certainly some bands out there that have been doing that, um, like our friends Lush Farm, who we've had on. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah, know, they just celebrated <laughs> ten years, yeah. and that's that's a really impressive run yeah. Most of really is. Yeah. yeah so they're, they're still so good too. Well, I don't know if yeah. you've heard their show but their big secret is just don't change your name that's all it takes yeah just don't change yeah. your name that's I, how they stayed together for 10 years yeah I, yeah I it's completely agree with that yeah I cause like I, you know, I would think about it too since like the first band that Evan and I had when I first moved here like I think back on it like I feel like if I wanted to even I could just go back and like repress all of that stuff and just put solitary set on it and it, it just being like a natural progression yeah. to where we are now. You know what I mean? That's, does that make any sense? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. I'm not going to, but it's just like, I mean, it's just like it definitely progressed in there. Cause I mean, like, like I had been playing with Evan for a while. And then like Matt and I had a band for about a year with a different drummer. And then we started playing together again. And it's just like, ever since then, it's just, I feel like, like I can usually tell how long a band's going to last. And I feel like this one, I think we have like staying power for a while. I think, I mean, it's just, we work really well together. Yeah. That's, that's um, always positive. We work off each other. We all, we always can feel each other out, like know what we're going to like do, where we're going to go. Um, the other good thing I like about this band too is, um, with previous bands, uh, like the band Devin and I used to have, it was called Old Victoria. I just put it out there. Um, I, I did all the songwriting, you know, I wrote everything. I, and sometimes I had to tell people what to play. And I didn't like having to do that. And with mm-hmm. this band, like I write stuff, Matt writes stuff, like everyone has input, which I really like. Cause I, I don't like, I don't want it to be like a solo project. You know, I want it, yeah. I want everyone to have input. I don't want to have to tell people what to play. Like, um, which is, and, and it's just, it's just, it's just comfortable. You know, it makes me feel more confident. And I feel like not so much is on my, on my shoulders mm-hmm. all the time. Like I don't have to worry about everything. Like, it's also exciting when you don't know what the other person is going to come up with. Yeah, yeah. no, totally. Keeps it fresh. It does, yeah. And maybe five or ten years ago, again, with aging and getting better at what you do, if we had all gelled or we all met five or ten years ago, we may not be at that same point mm-hmm. where right. Jason may be like, you should be playing this because your talent level isn't quite there yet or whatever. I don't know. Maybe he's saying that now in his head. I don't know. Um, but I think now we're all <laughs> completely comfortable with like relying, being able to rely on somebody to come up with a part that's going to do it. And I don't mm-hmm. think we have any problem saying that could be better or try doing this or that. Yeah. And nobody takes offense to it. We just want to write like 
quality good songs. Yeah. And if there's a reason behind, well, that should do this part because it would make bring more power to the chorus or whatever. It's like, oh, mm. okay, that makes sense. So yeah. that's just something else that comes with the age and just in playing for yeah. as long as we have. Yeah, I think the other thing that makes it good for me too is I feel like I'm finally at a point in my life where because like you know how I said I always have songs in my head and everything um, I always felt like there was something in the way of me like portraying it exactly how I hear it and I feel like I can do that like with this band now like I just somehow can just get everything out exactly how I hear it and how I want it to be and it's just that just gives me like a boost of confidence you know or I just go into it just knowing that it's gonna be like like, I'm not going to write it and be like, I wish it was more like this, you know, but it's just like, just the sound that we've created is just what I've been trying to do all along, basically. Yeah, it's awesome know? to get to that point. Yeah, to be able really, to that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm just like so yeah. relieved and like, this this is it. Like, this is <laughs> this is what I've wanted to do for so long. Like, this is finally, like, I'm finally there. So. And so when did you guys realize that um, the combo of you all was working together? So you've been a band, like, what, you said over two years? Um, or was it about around a year and a half? Year and a half. Oh, a year and almost two years. A little years. bit more than a year. Okay. Yeah. So almost when did years. when did when did you start realizing that this might be the combo that would work? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I guess. Yeah. You, well, you know what? I I kind of like I took the best parts of each band that I was in. Oh, that's <laughs> I took, true. I yeah. took Evan from Ovichola <laughs> because like Evan, that's the thing too. Being a drummer. Finding a drummer that I'm satisfied with is so damn right. hard. Jason's I'm a really good drummer. So too, particular. So. I'm so particular. <laughs> About drummers and like I've had so many drummers where I love them as people and they just I they just don't do it for me. They make or break the band. But as soon as drummers. the first time, Evan, yeah, that's exactly true. And conversely, if you do know a good drummer, especially in Baltimore, probably anywhere else, yeah, they're already in three other bands. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like Ben, everybody, Heavy Wire, he's in like five bands. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's the first practice we had when Evan came over, he sat behind the drums and. As soon as he started playing, I was like, this is, this is the guy. <laughs> and I think like, the, he hits hard as hell. He freaking does awesome Tom shit. And like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm not freaking. No, yeah, you can say whatever you want. It's fine. So like right off the bat, I mean, it just always clicked. And even in that band too, like the two of us would get together and just we write, always, we, we, we write stuff. We got each other. Yeah. No, yeah like he was playing. like, like he would do what I would do if I was playing drums. You know, like he would go to a certain part and like, that's what I would do, you know? And I'm just like, awesome. So it just really worked out. And the same thing with Matt too. It's like I, um, we had another band briefly, and um, immediately right off the bat too, we just had so many of the same influences, and we we're both kind of going for the same thing, that it just really, really worked. And I just, I was like, I want to play with you all the time. Like, I just, <laughs> like you, we need a drummer. We need a good drummer. We need a very good drummer. And then I was looking for a drummer, and then everyone was like, Hey, I know a drummer. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah. All right. I know that. <laughs> you, know, okay. I, you do know a drummer. I do too, I guess. I think the first time the three of us at least sat down, because again, Jay was sort of like, all right, I'm going to take you from this band, and you are just kind of mad, and all this and that. And I think the three of us, I came in, and they had something partially written. And they're like, here's what we've recently been working on. What can you do with it? And we did it, and it turned out to be Brighter, which is on the album. Okay. One of the first things we recorded last summer for the EP. Yeah. Um, that might have been, I, that's one of two kind of major turning points, I think, for me. Like when Brighter was Actually, written, yeah. Yeah. Um, we had written, you know, some good songs. They rocked. They had good parts to them. They were fun to play. But when we really solidified Brighter and the chorus part at the end, that to me, and I think to all of us, we were just like, holy shit, that we really <laughs> broke through in like yeah. a group songwriting process. Actually, yeah. Is that the one that's the last track? Last track. With that yeah. big chorus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was, I was going to say, that's that's my favorite one off of there. Oh, yeah. It gets so big. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And that's, yeah. I think, no. the moment we're like, okay, I think we really, we really have, have something. something. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I think that, that was, yeah. I'm glad you said that because that really is, I think, like once we have no, that, I, we're just I, like, holy shit, man, this is good. Because it was the three yeah, of us. We didn't even have a bass player at that point. It was just the three yeah. of us at that yeah. point. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think we all, we were going to be lining up the show. And I don't think we had a bass player at that point. Um, and we're like, well, you know, who cares? We'll, we've got uh, three or four songs at that point. We're like, yeah. we're just going to do this show without a bass player. And then we got one and it worked out for for that show and everything was cool. Um, but that was probably like the moment for us. I think we even spoke about it after we kind of like, all right, this is how Brighter is going to go. We are just like, wow, we've really had this breakthrough. And we're taking it, we're pushing it to the next level. Mm-hmm. Then we were like... 
most of what else is on the album. And at least to me, it's like, well, brighter is kind of like, I don't want to say minuscule at that point, but we've kind of like, I feel like there's certain songs we've surpassed that. Mm-hmm. It's like, remember how excited we were about brighter? <laughs> now we've got, and I, it might be like permanent receipt. Um, yeah. Was a good one, or like say, or cautious, or whatever. Um, I'm afraid of the old titles, but that's yeah, cool. Um, and we those were like, <laughs> those were other breakthroughs. So there's like just these little milestones where yeah. it's like, yeah, because I feel like, yeah, because once once we had Ryder down, that's like kind of when we started writing the songs for the album because we kind of we played a few shows and a couple of the songs we were playing just kind of didn't fit very well, and so we took like a few months off and we're like, okay, we're just gonna not play shows, we're gonna write. We're just gonna write stuff, and we did, and that's where most of the stuff from the album came. Um, kind of just off the fresh off the tracks of like us producing brighter and being like on the high about it, being like, "Yeah, this is actually pretty good," you know. So um, I'd say brighter and um, to greet the morning were yeah. probably the one-two punch. Oh yeah, definitely for me. Yes, yeah. I really like that in the spontaneity of how to greet the morning came together. I think mm-hmm. Jay and I were just kind of like messing around in the basement. And he just played like these four random chords, just that intro part with the whammy. And uh, I put some stuff over top of it. And that was probably the fastest song we had written. And it's still one of my favorites to play um, and just to listen to. And I think one of those, I think Brighter and that one were just kind of like, at least for me, we're getting somewhere. And mm-hmm. this is the direction in which we're going. Because again, some of the other songs we were playing at the time were like, you're still feeling each other out as new yeah. people, new friends, new musicians. You're testing each other's limits and seeing who's going to do what and, mm. and where to go. But those two songs, at least for me, were like the breakthrough, I think. Yeah, no, definitely. I know you guys ha- said you you got this up on Bandcamp, um, thinking about making physical discs. But like, what, what do you want to do with this in the sense of like, are you going to have like a CD release show or like, what are your, cause I'm very mm-hmm. curious right now is like how people get music out to the world this day and age. I don't even know. The truth. I wish you could tell yeah. me. I mean, if, <laughs> it, it would be nice to like, sh- you know, shop it around and get distribution for it. I mean, yeah. like, I don't, I, I don't know how that works. I, don't, right? but I feel like it's more like out. who you know than what you, than like, you know, yeah. it's like, you have to like know someone somewhere that will like, actually see it and actually listen to it okay. instead of being like oh throw it in the pile so we can still yeah. we can put it on itunes and spotify anybody can do that yeah but, i mean which is good but you know and again it's back to the saturation point because it's so easy now that anybody can do it yeah you record a whole album on your laptop in your bedroom and get it and out there and there. you're still competing with you know the the other bands that are doing the exact same thing because they have to keep up even if they have distribution and know those people mm-hmm. um but yeah we 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 finally finished the actual recording of the album the mastering and everything and we've been sitting on it for so long and just wanting people to hear it we've been playing shows for a while playing these songs and when we got those everything finished we just put it up in Bandcamp and said Finally, here's at least one way that you can listen to it. You can buy yeah. it. You can do whatever. <laughs> um, with the physical portion coming later, the CDs and the, and the vinyl. Um, but yeah, we do. Once we get the CD release, we will have a, a release show. Um, hopefully get some of our, our friends um, to play on it with us. That uh, We've been fortunate enough to play on some of their release shows. Mm-hmm. So we can return the favor. Um, but that will be coming up. And, you know, you just just keep playing you just get out there you networking you just keep hammering at it and and hope that it kind of falls in the right person's lap yeah and makes that breakthrough and if not that's fine we're it's cliche and everybody's probably said it mm-hmm. before you just play to play and it it rings true so yeah we're just going to kind of keep seen, on at the same time too i feel like there's been some shows we played that like if we had something to give people like they might um I don't even know. Like, like we played it. We played a show in Brooklyn earlier this year, and it went really well. Like, it went really well. That's probably my second like breakthrough. Like, this is where yeah. this group of people like going going really going to something. Brooklyn in Williamsburg of all places, and a bar full of like young hip kids like <laughs> hanging on to our every fucking word we're like playing. You know? Yeah. And That's we had awesome. nothing. We had nothing, and we left there. And I'm sure no one remembers who the hell we are yeah. because we had nothing. <laughs> to remember us by. <laughs> we have to go back. We have to go back with stickers. Yeah. Just the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. I would happily so, go back, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that, it was a great experience. And I just, if we had CDs then, like, people would remember who we were. 
And we didn't have we didn't even have recordings available. We couldn't even be like, hey, let's go to this and listen to this. And we had nothing. So. So you've been out to Brooklyn. Do you plan to like tour on this, or is that kind of like not really um, feasible? With the, uh, we're we're kind of homebodies. Yeah. So I mean, if we did do a tour, the longest would be is probably like a week, and I'd be pushing it. Yeah. <laughs> Even like regional too, like you know, yeah, East Coast or you know, maybe out to Ohio yeah. or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely. I mean, probably stay East Coast. I mean, maybe maybe go down like the furthest, like Georgia, maybe or something. Mm. That's pretty far though. So yeah. maybe not. Well, you can cover a lot <laughs> in a week if you. Mm-hmm. Line that up yeah, definitely. That. Yeah, yeah. Man, maybe like, maybe like in the summer or something. I feel like we always talk about wanting to do a tour. Like this summer, I think this past summer, we were really talking about like, I think we we real we figured our record would be out by the summer. We asked when we had planned it to be out, and we were like, oh, we'll do a little like, like long weekend tour on it or something. We're gonna go. I think we're gonna go to like try to go to Cleveland and like Pittsburgh and like some other places. And it just never happened because we never really got the record done, and we just mm-hmm. kind of just forgot about that not that we forgot about it but just like that was kind of our driving on the back it. it was like oh we're gonna have this record we should go like go play places away from here and then it just didn't happen so so hopefully by next summer we'll be able to post us together and do it I mean we, we want to play other places too like we definitely want to go back to play back in Brooklyn again um, anywhere else people want us to go like Philly DC and, and having that physical product I think helps yeah, yeah like why what's the point it's already going to be a money loss regardless <laughs> yeah um we could have 17 records out and it's we're yeah. going to lose money on the van and the travel and everything but it's <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense to go out of town and be like hey remember us the next time we come through right. with our album <laughs> yeah. um but that again kind of goes back to to what you were saying earlier um we want we want to get it out to as many people as possible because like like i said before like we are confident in it you know it's like we feel like if you like this, you'll like this, mm-hmm. you know, like, and I don't know, we just really, that's, that's, that's the goal, I think, is just to really get people to, to hear it. You know, like, I just want people to listen to it and really hear it for what it is, you know what I mean? Yeah. If that makes sense? Yeah, yeah. Just like, instead of just, I don't know. I don't and, know what I'm trying to say. No, no. I mean, no. I do know what I'm trying to say, so I don't like <laughs> Translate. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you. Yeah. So it's um, there's I know that the record you're still working on getting that out. In some ways, you're still kind of uh, well, you, you just finished that. I should say you just finished that. But do you have any um goals for other directions where you'd like to take those new songs that you said you've been working on? Are there any um new things that we um, might be able to expect? Hmm. I don't know. I, I I don't want to say it like it's more like atmospheric sounding. I don't know. I mean, it's def- and it definitely sounds like us still, like the stuff we're doing. I mm-hmm. mean, but some some of this stuff is like a little more like I feel like we've been a little more like delay happy maybe with <laughs> the stuff we've been working on now. I and mean, it's pretty dynamic. I mean, we can write yeah. a you know a, a more upbeat. You know, rock and song, and then we can we can slow it down a little bit. I yeah. mean, you can hear that on the record, you know, with like yeah. permanent seat, and then you have like web, uh, yeah. the, this web we're weaving are two completely opposites, but they go, you know, they work well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and like yeah. we also have like there's a, like a song that I wrote, and we were playing it for a while, and I just like kept not writing lyrics for it. I had like ideas for it, but I never did. And we had a show coming up, and someone just suggested like, yeah, maybe we should just play an instrumental. So we did, and. It actually went really well, so it's kind of just been like... Okay, just leave it in Yeah, I mean, like, our bass player, Martin, has suggested to put some lyrics to it, because I mean, it, it can it can definitely use it, but, I mean, it, it works as, as an instrumental song, too. So, I mean, we'll see how it goes, but, I mean, we've already played it three times, I think, live, just instrumental as is. Yeah, um, you don't feel like it needs anything, then, so... Yeah, I mean, it could be I, mean I did when I wrote it, yeah. and, like, like I said, I mean, like, and then, like, the people that heard it instrumental was, like... Um, like we're like really enthusiastic about it. Like, man, that song was awesome. This and that. And I'm like, all right, it's cool. <laughs> like, we, it was kind of like a fluke that we just did an instrumental. But I mean, I guess it works. You know, I think um, leaving that instrumental also leaves an opportunity to put it wherever we want in the set or mm-hmm. the album when we get that. But this is one of the ones we haven't recorded yet. Um, so it frees you up in a sense um, to slot it in different places. Yeah. Um, I think that it's always a challenge, like you've got your album and they always say, you know, you've got years and years to make your first album and then a shorter amount of time for your follow up. Um, 
so it's kind of a challenge to write the songs that we've been writing and then say, all right, well, that's what we typically do. How can we make it different? What can we do to break out of the mold that we've already been in? Still make it sound like us, still make it interesting to play and fun to play and then take it to that next level. So that's part of the challenge as well. Um, I think we are getting a little bit more dynamic. Um, mm. You know, our high, the, the difference between our highs and our lows are getting a little bit wider, I think. Yeah. Um, also, like our uh, Martin, who is unfortunately not here, um, since he's come, he's really added a lot to the, just the sound in general. And he has lots of ideas and he's like always throwing things out there, like we should try and stuff, which is what I really like. You know, like it's like I was saying about the whole like writing process and everything. Like he, um, he also, like, when we first got him to come over, um, he was the third person to come try out. And he came over and he was like, so what song do you guys want to play? You want to play this or this or this? And, like, he had already he had already learned all the freaking songs. And we were just like, holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, right off the bat, we were like, yeah, okay, I think this is our guy. <laughs> and then ever since we've started writing new stuff, I mean, he's got great ideas. He's really dynamic with the bass and everything. And he's just um, really adds a lot. I'm upset he's not here. Yeah, yeah. Really we'll have to but, we'll have to have you guys back when he can be here. Yeah, and, yeah. and he was a drummer too, in one of his other oh, bands. Right. He yeah. was a drummer, so you've got a band of four drummers. Band of drummers. <laughs> um, hey, well, that's and all various yeah. fundamental yeah. rhythm. So uh, that'll be our next project. It's yeah. just a drum solo. Album. <laughs> right. It'll be the Kiss albums, except we're all playing drums. <laughs> drum circle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I've seen you guys live once, and that was when um, I I don't know what point in history this was, but that was when. KB was with the band, so uh, things have changed since then, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So what I want to get at, though, is um, what what do you want to, what are your goals for live shows? Like, what are you trying to get people to think about, or what are you getting out of it? Um, hmm. I don't know, it's entertain people. I mean, I want to have a good, I want people to have a good time. I want to have a good time, yeah, sure. you know, I mean, they feed off our adrenaline, we feed off theirs. Yeah, honestly, so. like, so, like, it's fun, that's, yeah. that's, that's fun. I mean, lots of times, like, I'll go to a show and, like, just, I, I like to try to set the mood for the most part, I guess. Like, when we've been playing recently, um, I've made a couple of loops of uh, just, like, solo guitar stuff with, like, some effects on it. Just looping in between songs so there's, like, no quiet time or anything. Like, we're tuning and everything. Because we play a lot of songs and we're tuning. So, like, in between songs, there's sometimes some dead air because we're, like, trying to do this or switching a guitar to, like, a completely different tuning or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's just, I, I, I like I like keeping people like involved in it i like i like grabbing people's attention as best we can and most of the time the best way to do that is to just play well you know and just like um and sometimes it doesn't always work out (laughs) from a technical standpoint that's smart about the uh the 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 looping because dead air is the worst that's the thing yeah actually Actually, the last show we played (laughs) we played at um chapala's last week and I was trying to plug it into the board, and the sound guy was just like, I, I, I don't think I could plug it in, this and that. And I was like, whatever, man. Let's just play. <laughs> and then we played, and there was so much, like, silence between the songs. Oh, it was no. just so awkward. I was just like, God, this sucks. Yeah, that's no fun. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I mean, I guess I, I, just, I, just want, I just want to be memorable, you know, because lots of times you just go see bands, and, like, they could be good, but, like, you'll kind of just forget about them, you know. Um, I just – some. I, I mean, it's not like I even try to – make us stick out or anything because I mean I'm definitely not like I'm, I'm a pretty introverted guy when it comes down to it so I'm not like trying to be all like oh or anything you know but um not I just, rolling around yeah. on a stage or anything yeah like that. <laughs> I mean that's the thing too though I mean like, like, I'm, like if I'm like playing live and stuff I mean like I've been known to just like get into playing and just like moving around and doing things um to tell you the truth, I mean, I feel like I've been focusing more on just like playing the music right and like, because yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just because, just because like the music has gotten more intricate now, my guitar playing has just gotten better. I'd rather focus more on playing a harder part, right? Because I'm singing over, like most of the time, I'm like singing over that part I'm playing too. So it's like I really have to pay attention to what I'm doing. So like my movement on the stage hasn't been as much with this band because of that, I guess. Mm. If that makes sense. Because I mean, I'm used, I'm known as like a wild person usually in other bands, especially when I play well, drums. Well, you were in a hardcore. Yeah. Or, wait, yeah. Did you say hardcore? Or? Yeah, I was in a hardcore. Oh, band, you did yeah. say hardcore. Okay. But it's like when I play drums, I'm just like my arms are all over the place and yeah. like, <laughs> I'm like this all the time and stuff. So, um, but yeah, now it's what was I trying to get? Um, well, you're just trying to play the song. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, I guess I'm at a point in my life where like trying to move 
like trying to like capture people by like moving around a lot and stuff. I'm trying to capture people's attention more by just like playing awesome stuff. Yeah. Like play, playing cool riffs that'll like, like riffs that'll draw you in. Like, oh man, that's cool. You know, like I want to listen to the rest of this. You know, like I'm trying to focus more on that. Yeah. And just like making things just sound really like as good as they can, I guess, you know. And the melodies yeah. in the songs, like again, to go back to something like Brighter, mm-hmm. where it's got that uh, gang vocal, for lack of a better phrase, at the end of it, like that's something that we had written yeah. with the intention of people participating yeah. in. Mm-hmm. That's in, what I was going to say. Yeah, huge. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for saying that because that's that that's what I want. That's my goal is Get for people along. to come out to our shows and like sing along to the songs. <laughs> I would love that. I would love that more than anything. Awesome. <laughs> This is going to be going up on the um, 29th. So you guys have a show coming up in November? Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. So where's that going to be? Tell people about that. That'll be at the wind-up space. Um, and it's part of the MT6 Festival, so there's going to be tons of bands. Nice. Um, I think there's like two stages, so it just alternates. So there'll be basically no dead time you know, between the bands, which is always good. Yeah. Um, I believe it starts at like 7 o'clock. Um, I don't know if we know yet what time we go on, but yeah, November 18th will be the next one. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll be sure I let people know about that when I put this up everywhere. And, yeah. I um, mean, if we, cause we're, we're trying to set up a show for December 8th too. So if I find out before you, yeah, just this, let I'll, just, I'll like shoot you the, the information about it. Cool. Cool. Um, hopefully we find a place to do it. But yeah. there's a band coming through from Jersey that asked if we could set something up, but then in return they would give us a show in Philly. So. Oh, nice. Who are they? Um, all, the, all the Forgotten, they're called. Okay. Okay. Have you played with them before? Do you no, know they just found us. I, guess, I think they found us on Bandcamp, actually. We put up the, uh, like the record awesome. and they were like, they, they, the guys said they really liked it and they wanted to, they were looking to like tour down here and they wanted to ask if we can like set up a show with them. I was like, yeah, yeah. see what we can do. So things so, like that do work. I mean, yeah, yeah, you get fans that find that. So yeah. again, it's finding like the right people, the right connections or whatever that stumble upon it and bigger things can, well, hopefully open. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I'll, I think we should probably start to wind things up. I don't want to keep mm-hmm. you all night, but I always wrap up with the question of what advice would you have for, uh, I, I generally say younger musicians, but it doesn't have to be younger musicians. So Evan, do you want to um, drop some knowledge for someone that maybe just <laughs> picking up some drums? Um, I mean, me personally, I've, I've never had drum lessons. Um, I can't read drum notes. Um, obviously I'll definitely encourage that, you know, if you, if you're into it, do it. Um, but just, just keep playing. I mean, uh, right. Yeah. I mean, some of the best musicians can't (laughs) read music. I mean, that's just the way it is, you know? Um, but just, you know, if it's your passion, follow it. Uh, don't, you know, people get you down. Just, just, just keep doing it. Uh, I love this. So I do what I love. Do what you love. So. Um, I'd say just to, on top of that, just throw yourself into situations that are going to make you uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, because you're going to learn. Yeah. You're like anything you're going to face disappointment and frustration and you're going to probably hate yourself if you feel like you failed at something. Um, but you're still going to stumble across something someday that is going to click. And so just, you know, if it's not necessarily your style of music, it's, kind of more the people you're playing with just put yourself out there put yourself in those weird positions to to learn from like when i tried out with um jay i hadn't played guitar in a band or with other people in years and i was like super nervous i'm like after the first couple times i'm like well i'm gonna wait for the axe to fall on this one because i know i'm not cutting it (laughs) and obviously that didn't work out that way so if i had not done that and you know, posted the ad on Craigslist and then actually followed through with something, then I wouldn't be playing and have the album out and have played in New York and everything. So, yeah, yeah just just get out there and play. Don't be scared, all right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, guess, I guess I would say calm, calm down. Just calm <laughs> down. Take I your time. It. I know exactly what you mean, and I love it. And breathe. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> because Russian stuff, that, that's... The thing with me is just like I'm, I am, I like I am where I am now with songwriting in a way I want it to be because of time, you know, because of just experiences that I've had, crappy bands I've been in, and like just like Matt was saying, I mean, like whenever I play an instrument, I find someone, usually someone I know, and I'm, the, I get in my head, I'm going to be as good as or better than them, you know, and like usually it's someone that's better than me. Mm-hmm that I want to aspire to be as good as or better than. So, um, 
that's kind of what I've always kind of done. It's even like with songwriting. I mean, I had a friend up in New York who, um, he was the main songwriter in a band I was in. And then I started kind of writing songs and stuff sometimes too. And then my goal was I'm going to be as good as or better than him. (laughs) And then I just kept going and kept going. And, um, I'm not, I'm not going to say like I am better because I mean, I'm not like, Cause stuck you're up or anything, you're saying, yeah. <laughs> but as um, good as, like, yeah, I mean, it's say. just, it's just, I, I always try to just set this, I try to always set the bar high. I mean, I, like, and whatever I'm doing is never good enough, basically, you know, like, it always has to be, it could always be better, basically. Yeah. So that's just advice I would give myself because I feel like when I was younger, I was always just trying to rush it. Like, I would just, like, I could play a chord, I'm gonna start a band, you know, <laughs> but it's just, I mean, okay, because I mean, like, tons of like the Ramones, I'm sure, like, yeah, got together like that, like, hey, I could play like. I have a single beat on the drum to start a fucking punk band. You know? like, <laughs> <laughs> like lots of great music has come from that too. But, sure. um, um, but yeah, that's probably what I would say. Just well, awesome. Thanks so much guys. And, uh, I hope to catch at least one of those shows. Uh, but yeah, thanks so much. Solitary set. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, that's great. <laughs>